started. Well, today, as I said, this message is dedicated to you, matriculants, and to all of us who, at some point, your vision lost momentum. This lockdown has sort of forced people around the world to almost people, some people, because of the lockdown and what we're going through, have sort of abandoned their vision and walked away from the vision. And I know it's hard, Bazalana. When we started, you remember, we were told that just for 21 days we will make an observation. You remember, ne? Are you people alive? You don't look like you're alive. You are alive, you must say something back, you know. See, those people out there, they wish they were sitting where you were sitting. So please, all right, yeah. They said 21 days, 21 days came and went. And then, then, Barbarin talk, Barbarin, three months. Three months. Three weeks. 21 days, three weeks. Then Babare until uh, three months or something, then it came, and then, then we went on to shutdown, total shutdown. And then thereafter, things got better, then we went to level what? Three, ne? And then just when we're getting used to level three, Babare adjusted level three, and you know, it's, it's almost like it's a moving target. And, and, and we sympathize with the, our leaders in the world. This, this pandemic is a difficult one to deal with. I was listening to one specialist, Anna Buwaka, the symptoms, you know, uh, that this uh, particular virus presents with. The, you know, this uh, uh, COVID, you know, it, it can range from people having headaches to stomach ache to loss of memory to fatigue to a sniffle flu or loss of taste. I mean, it's almost like you just don't know where to go. And the problem is that whilst we're going through all that, we can easily lose motivation for our vision. And our vision can lose momentum. I'm not convinced that there are people who are alive here. Are you people alive in this section here? You are all alive here? All right, all right, all right, all right. So I want to talk to that today. How to regain the lost momentum and motivation to fulfill your vision. And I'll tell you why I say that. When God gave you the vision he gave you, God knew that corona would still come. But he still gave you vision anyhow. Because somehow God is trying to tell you that what he sends to you will withstand whatever comes your way. So it's really not up to God to see to it that the vision gets fulfilled. It's up to you the posture that you take. Once we are going through this time, it's up to you. We can easily lose momentum and motivation for the fulfillment of our vision when our lives goes in circles. Towards the end of last year, you'll remember, we looked at 1 Timothy 2, 1 Thessalonians 2 rather, verse 17 and 18, where Paul was talking about the challenge of his vision being hindered. He said, Satan hindered us. But we noted as we read that even if his vision was hindered, his vision was not totally stopped. You may be hindered, but you, may, you will not be stopped. You may be delayed, but you will not be cut off. Can I hear a good amen? And so we are aware, however, that vision can lose momentum and it can lose motivation. 
Why? Because vision by nature gives us motivation to move forward. You know, one of the best things I love about coming to church and the Word of God is that the Word of God rightly preached and properly presented, it gives you vision, a picture of a different future, a picture of a preferable future, and it gives you motivation. Something about the presence of God that holds one more now, you throw your shoulders back, you walk high. There is just something about that. Because vision by nature gives motivation. Look at your neighbor and say, I can see you are alive now. I can see that you are alive. But even if vision gives motivation and moves, moves us forward and it gathers momentum, on the other hand, vision does stall. Look at the life of Nehemiah. At the time of Nehemiah, the children of Israel had a vision to rebuild the wall. But that vision stalled. And so when vision stalls, it must be reignited. This is where you need the invusele. And Nehemiah in chapter 2 verse 17, and I read the NIV Bible, he, he challenges his countrymen. He says, you see the trouble that we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins. Its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall and we will no longer be a disgrace. So vision stalls. It does stall. Vision, on the other hand, gets delayed. When you look at the life of Joseph, when God spoke to him and gave him the dream and gave him the vision, he was a teenager. And if you read properly, people who do the chronology of the Bible, we are told that when he finally saw the fulfillment of the vision, it was almost 16 years later. Pasalana, we have not been under lockdown for 16 years yet. But some of you, you've already given up on your vision. Some of you are already deciding otherwise. You are walking away from something that God has given you. You are abandoning God's dream for your life. I want to show you today. When God gives you a vision, he knows that you're going to go through all these things. Can I hear an Amen. Can I hear an amen? But you see, vision does delay. It experiences obstacles. Number three, rather, vision not only delays, it experiences obstacles. The children of Israel had a vision, and God had given them a vision to live a certain quality of life, but sometimes they would go into captivity. And note what happens. When you are in captivity or lockdown, <laughs> So the same, but it's almost similar. Children of Israel, this is what they say in Psalms 137. It's a psalm written about them in Babylon and their feelings, the feelings they went through in this time. And this is how we feel when, 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 when vision experiences obstacles. This is what they say in the NIV Bible. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yes, we wept when we remembered. Zion. So you see this, this, this disposition of sadness wherein you become nostalgic about the good old days. And instead of dealing with the moment properly, you sit down. Sitting down suggests suspending activity. Sitting down suggests you put off doing something. You become a passenger of life and you don't become the driver of your life. You sit down. 
Not only did they sit down, number two, we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. We took our instruments, we took what we were doing, we took what is our skill, what is our ability, and we suspended our skill. And we stopped using our gifts and our talents, and we stopped doing what God had empowered us to do, had endowed us with. We stopped preaching, we stopped singing, we stopped worshiping, we stopped planning, we hung our harps. That's because vision has stalled. That's because motivation is gone. And then verse 3 says, those who carried us away in captivity, ask us. Those who plundered us, they said, sing us a song of Zion. Verse 4, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? When you, when you get to this point, your song leaves. Your song goes away. This is so important, Bazanana, when you come to church. And I know we have physical distancing, I know. But my goodness, when we praise God, eh? Just get unstopped in the name of Jesus. Keep your mask on. Stay in your area. Mara, praise God with every ounce of your being. Can I hear an amen? When the someone is preached, say amen, a na, a tia, a something. Just because we want to dispel. A spirit of depression. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody scream hallelujah. That vision loses momentum and motivation. But we want to regain it. Then the next thing, vision leaks. Vision leaks. Why? It leaks because of this thing called life. Uh, those of you who are younger, you won't know, you won't remember this song. This song was very popular in the 90s. In life, if an anoma dies, I'm rooted to me. I don't know how you know it, man. You, you know that age. In life, if an anoma dies, sometimes he, he pops, sometimes he, he creeps. Why? Because vision leaks. What do I mean? See, Vision is about the there and then. Vision is about the future. Vision is about the picture of a preferable future, where you want to see yourself. Vision is not where you are yet, it's where you're going. But the problem between now and then is this thing called life. When life begins to happen, and when the problems of life gang up on us, we forget where we say we were going. Because where we're going is not tangible yet. And it's easy for our present circumstances to drown out our future. It's easy for that to happen. Life is about the here and now. So once we're waiting for the manifestation of our vision, the harsh realities of everyday life can cause vision to leak. And therefore, they can erase our picture of a preferable future. That you end up being caught in the tragedy and in the challenges of everyday life in the vicious circle of the now. That you, you end up forgetting that you don't only live in the now, there is a future to think about. So what do most people do? They get caught in the cobweb of solving today's problems and they stop dreaming. They stop dreaming. They stop dreaming. They stop thinking about something outside of the, the jail they are in. 
But that's not what Joseph did. Even when he, he was in jail, he kept on dreaming. Oh, Mtenasakaya, keep on dreaming in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. Thank you, Jesus. So momentum, therefore, Bazalana, can be a great catalyst for the achievement of vision. And a powerful force that can keep us motivated. It can play a big part in things slowing down and in stopping progress altogether. Once you have momentum, it's almost hard to stop. But once you stop, it's hard to get momentum. It's so important. So I want to go through these five points quickly with you. How do then do I regain motivation and momentum to fulfill vision? Number one. Somebody say number one. Look at neighbor saying neighbor is number one. Number one. Remind yourself that vision is a prophetic revelation. You know, this hit me this week. I, I was listening to one minister preaching, and he read from Proverbs 29:18. You know, Zalana, can I can I advise you? Can I advise you? Can you look at me first? I can't advise you the video first. You know, one thing I want to advise you is to never get to a point where when you hear something you've heard before, you just make an assumption what they're going to say. Did you, did you hear what I said to you? Did you? One of the greatest dangers and greatest hindrances for people moving on and learning more is that when you hear somebody are a Proverbs 29, 18, already so even when they talk, you're no longer listening. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever given attention to somebody, Mara, you were listening but not hearing? Hmm? The words were bouncing off your eardrums, Mara, there was no understanding. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm listening to this, and he reads the scripture from the living Bible, and it hits me. Let me show you. Let me show you. Proverbs 29, 18 in the King James, this is how it reads. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. But then I went to other translations. And other translations use the word revelation, progressive revelation, but most translations read this follows, like the English Standard Version. Where there is no prophetic vision, write it down, the people cast off restraint. And then the complete Jewish Bible, the Jewish Bible, Nochal, says without a prophetic vision, the people throw off all restraint. Which means this, this is important. Vision that comes from God is prophetic in nature. That's a very deep statement. Now, if it's prophetic in nature, there's several elements about it. Number one, it means therefore it's futuristic. Number two, it has come by the inspiration of God. Which means this, anything that comes from the mouth of God and inspired by God 
In the words of Mary, no word from God is void of power. Because when God speaks, he doesn't use empty and useless words. When God speaks, he, he, he fills his words with faith, power, and possibility for the future. God's words become the vehicle or the conduit or the womb to transport God's faith and power. So when God speaks, his words are pregnant with faith, power, and future. So it means if vision is prophetic by nature, it means what God has said to you will live through the test of time because it has the spirit of God on the inside of it. That is why even with Joseph, it did happen. That's why when God spoke in the book of Genesis and spoke to the snake and said, because you have done this, the seed of the woman will crush your head and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, God spoke that Jesus would be born. And throughout those years, Satan came in to try and block the plan of God. Satan came in to try and derail the plan of God. But let me tell you, you can derail the plan. You can block the plan, but you will not be able to stop the plan. And the book of Galatians says, when the fullness of time had come, God brought forth his son. I'm trying to tell you what God has told you. Can withstand Corona. What God has told you goes beyond the lockdown period goes beyond 2020 and beyond 2021 because it is prophetic by nature. Believe what God has told you about your life. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people throw off restraints. Every vision that comes from God is prophetic in nature. For that reason, It moves us into the future. And because it's inspired by God, we can expect that it will come to pass one day. No matter how long it takes. Somebody say hallelujah to God. Number two. Vision is for an appointed time. Just like a baby in the mother's womb. Only the baby and God know what the right time is. Sometimes even the sauna misses it. And all our latest electronic gadgets, with all the advancement that we have, baby said, no, you are one day late or one day early. And baby comes. And baby doesn't care if you are in a shopping mall Baby doesn't care where you are. When baby said it's the fullness of time, it's the fullness of time. So vision has an appointed time. What does it mean? It will be born finally. It will be born finally. And when you understand that vision has an appointed time, then you're not going to allow your momentum or your motivation to be stolen. Hebrews 2, I mean Habakkuk 2, 3, the New King James Bible, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, 
Because it will surely. Somebody say it will surely. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it will surely. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it will surely. It will surely, surely come to pass. It will not tarry. As I said, Joseph received vision from God whilst in his teens. But it took 16 years. You, you just think about it. That, just think about all those people that you told. <laughs> Namano accept the ones. Can you imagine? I mean, you are a teenager. About eh? 21. 21st birthday, but skok. Namanja, of course they say that. Namanja, let toyaku. But on God's calendar, it's still there. It's like Skoloto. How many of you know who the Skoloto is? And every new company they hire, debt collecting company, anybody knows what I'm talking about? If you don't pay it, your children will pay it. If they don't, your grandchildren will pay it. It doesn't die. Same thing with vision. Tell somebody, vision has an appointed time. Number two, the way, Bazalana, to not lose momentum and regain your momentum and motivation is sometimes you need to step back. When, when you are in the midst of everything, and I want to interest say, Yatahal, just step back and get the bigger picture. Now, you know, this, this, this feels so counterintuitive because already you, 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 you have fallen behind and you feel like you're a failure. Now, we say step back to see the bigger picture. This feels like defeat. This feels like nothing's going to happen. But listen, the reality is this. Stepping back helps us to see if we are using the right strategies to shoot for our goals. Because sometimes the reason vision doesn't happen, it's not that the vision is wrong, but rather the strategy is wrong. So sometimes you must just step back, regroup, or do a study. In fact, when you read in Luke 8, 14, Jesus gives a very interesting story there. In the NIV, I read from verse 28. He says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Jesus says, before you move on, you, you know, you have a vision, Mara, you examine your strategy. You must check, is my resources enough? He says... For if he lays the foundation and he's not able to finish it, everybody who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this man, this fellow, he began to build and was not able to finish. So is this, stepping back, therefore, helps you to check if your strategies are right. It helps you to see if you are aiming for the right things. That verse in the New Living Translation reads, it says, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin constructing a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. So, you know, he said, look, before you move forward, move backwards. That sounds like wrong. If right now your vision is stalling, just take a breather. Pafmula. Itipefi. Step back. Just look at what you're doing. wrong up. You may have to adjust and realign. 
You may have to tweak. As in your center, you must just tweak it a little bit. Anybody knows what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor your vision is what I don't know how we're going to write that. I don't know how the sign language is going to do that. But your vision is what I Number four, find one win to celebrate. Just one. <laughs> find just one win to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. You see how excited I am to be here and be preaching to 50 people? It's one win. Yeah, it's one win. Mara Angpelele la. One win. One win. Some people put it this way. Celebrate your small wins. It's incredible when you read Genesis chapter 1 and God is going on this huge mission to create the world and he knows the, the vastness of what he's going to create, how far he's going to go. Now, whatever your theological belief system is, whether God took days to build or years or months, it doesn't matter. Mara, this point still holds. At the end of the first project, when he separated the the night from the darkness, at the end of that day, God saw that everything he had done is good. In other words, we know God doesn't go to bed, all right? We know God doesn't sleep, right? Mara, let's put it in our terms. When he went back to bed, I know I still have other things to do, Mara. I've done this one, one Now let me celebrate. <laughs> do we have people who are celebrating the small wins? Maybe you are not there yet. Maybe you've just started a program. Maybe you've just written something. Maybe you just started. Maybe maybe so rappella fella for five minutes got five for Hussein. Maraok Salaya Ostatina, you better celebrate. Celebrate. Because what Satan wants you to believe is that all your efforts are in vain. He wants to discourage you. He's the master of bringing discouragement. Celebrate your first your small wins. See, when you feel stuck in a pit of despair, momentum becomes hard to come by. And no one wants to attempt climbing out when you are in a pit of despair. It feels too hard. It's too exhausting. It's too time-consuming. The best way to give yourself a glimmer of hope is just to celebrate that one more win. That one more win. In conclusion, make your next step the lowest hanging fruit of the tree. Make your next step the lowest hanging fruit of the tree. What I mean? Create a super simple goal and go for it. It's amazing when you see the way Jesus ministers to people is that to get them to the bigger results, he gets them to do the smallest things and the smallest steps. When the woman, the widow woman came to the prophet and she was in need of oil, the prophet said, go borrow vessels. She could do that. That is an achievable thing. She didn't say, multiply the oil. When when, when they came to Jesus and told him that the multitude is here, they've been following us for days, they need food, there's thousands of them. Jesus said, 
Check. And they find five loaves with two fish. That small thing. Let me read an interesting story. In John chapter 9 from verse 1, Jesus was walking along. He saw a man who has been blind from birth. This is John 9. I'm reading from verse 1 in the New Living Translation. Rabbi, his disciple asked him, why is this man born blind? Was it because of his sin, his parents? And Jesus goes into all the discussion. I don't want to go into that. Verse 6, this man is born blind from birth. Note verse 6. Jesus spit on the ground, made mud from the saliva, spread the mud over the man's blind eyes. Watch this. Tells him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Could he do it? Yeah, he could. He didn't say, go open your eyes. He said, go wash your eyes. Wash the mud off. He could do that. He could do that. See, that's how God works. He, he wants you to take the most possible step you can take. The most achievable step you can take. Because the way to the greatest victories is to start with the smallest steps. I'm telling you, Basalon. And this is why people don't understand this. That when you, are, when you want to get to a bigger goal, you've got to deal with the smaller and things that are there and give yourself to them. Do what you can and let God do what you cannot do. Start where you are with what you have. I was reading it at the back there. Where, where, when God was talking to Moses in, in, in Exodus 4 and he was telling him, go do all these miracles. Moses is overwhelmed. says, but oh, how am I going to do these miracles? God says, what do you have in your hand? <laughs> I want to ask you the question what do you have in your hand because every one of us there is a small and thing we can do there's a small and step that we can take and if we can take the small and step and do the small and thing we can regain our lost momentum I don't know what your situation is at home I don't know the many things that you have abandoned maybe the despair you feel and the pain you are going through right where you are I want you to know God is aware of you God is aware of your situation. All I ask from you, do not give up. You know where it starts? It starts with inviting Christ as Savior and Lord in your life. You can ask Jesus right now to come into your heart to be the Savior and Lord of your life. And you can also pick up where you left off. Would you join me in prayer? Everybody please right here. And you at home who wants to receive Christ, let's pray together. Follow me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer and for coming into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for these, your children, who have taken a step to receive Christ. And thank you for all those who are picking up their vision and they are not allowing momentum and motivation to be taken away from them. They are regaining their step again in Jesus' name. Amen.